It is Wednesday, September 16th, 2020, and this is episode 98 of the World of Sports Podcast and Radio Show, short episode edition. Welcome to another episode of the World of Sports Podcast and Radio Show, short episode edition. I'm Zach Rubenstein. Episode 98, we're almost to 100. Um, I'm not sure what the 100th episode's going to be. As you can probably tell, it's becoming a little harder to do these every day. But I'm going to keep trying, and if I decide I can't, I will definitely say something. For now, we're going to plow on uh, with these every day um, as best as possible. But the big news that came out yesterday was news that we have been expecting for for a while. And that is that the Big Ten, the Midwestern states that are in the same conference for most most colleges in the, in the Midwest area are in the same conference. They all play each other. They announced they're going to play football. Um, finally, th- this has felt like something that was going to take, you know, not that long to come about. If you're unfamiliar with the Big Ten situation, they were the first conference, first major conference. They did it with the Pac-12. They announced they were not going to play back, I believe, August 11th. Um, There were some safety concerns with a heart condition called myocarditis, which is swelling around the heart. And there was some discussion about whether or not they wanted to continue to play um, and put athletes out there that could develop this heart condition. So Big Ten decided they wouldn't play. The Pac-12 decided they wouldn't play. Um, the whole fate of college football kind of rested on the shoulders of the Big 12, who decided to play. Now, they had an awful weekend um, in their conference. They were utterly embarrassed multiple times over. Um, but they decided to play. Uh, the, the ACC decided they were going to play, and the SEC decided they were going to play to marry out the, the Power Five. Um, the SEC has not played yet this year. They, I believe they, they start playing... Um, either this coming weekend or the next. Um, I believe it's this weekend that they really get underway. I might be wrong. Um, but they're, they're going to start playing soon. Now, the other interesting part about the Big Ten playing is how this news came down. So the news actually came down because the president of Nebraska, named Ted Carter, the president of the school in Nebraska, not the state, uh, was caught on a hot mic announcing that they would play football. Now, he pretty quickly decided to put out a statement saying that it was out of context, but that came out early Tuesday, and from there, it was able to kind of be deduced um, as to what would happen. Now, Nebraska's been an issue in this for a while. Um, Nebraska was the only school that really wasn't on board with skipping uh, or pushing back. They would never skip. With pushing back their season, they were not on board with it. They talked about leaving the conference entirely and going to play with the SEC, they were told they couldn't, and so here we stand. Uh, they decided not to play, and they're going to stay. They decided to save part of the conference essentially, and by that they mean that I mean they decided not to play. Um, and then now, as we you know get to October, they've kept pushing. Now the biggest key to this is that they didn't do a lot of the pushing. To be honest, this really started with the players, and that goes back to back in August when they announced they wouldn't play. Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback of, well, really before the ACC had even said anything, the uh, Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback of Clemson, and Justin Fields, the quarterback of Ohio State, both came out together 
announcing that they really wanted to play. Um, they wanted their respective conferences to say yes. The ACC obviously did. The Big Ten did not. And Justin Fields went, kind of went on a campaign uh, to get other people to basically pressure the Big Ten uh, into allowing them to play. And it took a while. And to be honest, there were obviously some backroom talks about money that probably and definitely played a role in this. But here we are in mid-September, and they finally got their wish. The Big Ten's going to play. The question has kind of been, well, when when will the Big Ten even play? Um, and I'm also going to talk a little bit about the end of this episode about the Pac-12, because now they're the main, they're the lone Power 5 conference not playing. So I'm going to go through their situation a little bit um, and, and talk about them. But for now, the, the Big Ten... Um, the, the possible start date is a little complicated. Um, what you need to play in football, you need this about as much as anything. It's similar to baseball, um, where you need about a month to get ready. Now, what does that do to your season? Because it's already mid-September, which means you would think the earliest they could get started is mid-October. I don't know if they'll get started by mid-October. They may have to go to late October. Um, there will be games by November. I would be shocked if they waited that long. But for now, I will take their mid-October start date as about as close to the truth as I can find. And the next question is, well, what would their season look like? Um, obviously, it's going to be non-conference. Now, I guess you could say maybe well, they could pick up a, a game you know, for what, other, for what another team would be the end of their season um, and play you know, sometime in late October, mid-November through like mid-November, but I, I don't think that they will do that. Coming back to play has been incredibly difficult uh, as a decision, obviously. So I doubt that they're going to go start playing other schools. There was some talk about them paying the pack, playing the Pac-12, and I will again get to them in a second. But I have a feeling they will probably play some form of shortened season. Um, normally college football teams play 12 games. I, I think they would probably play like eight. Um now, first off, there's your month. You can play a normal season and play eight games. Um, they might play ten. Now, why do I think that they will play a shortened season? For two reasons. One, I don't think they want to send these guys out late into January, um, which is what it would take. A full season would send them to about the, I guess, end of the year, maybe, early January. Um, and I don't think that they would want to do that. And if you have to delay at all for any reason, you'd have to go into late to mid mid to late January. Um, but the other reason is because historically there has been a time period, a break before bowl games start. Now, in a normal year, bowl games start second week of December and third week of December, I guess, and run through till about the second week, second Monday of January, which is when the national championship game is, and. To be honest, that two-week gap is is something that I don't think will change. Um, it's really two weekends off, I guess would be the way I would say it. Some teams go longer, obviously, if you're playing in the playoff or a major six bowl game. You're not playing. You know, you're going to have about a month off or more. That, And you could say, well, maybe they could take some of that time and, and cut it down. But there's a reason they do that beyond the football aspect. One, there's, it allows them to kind of hype up the game. Uh, there's a lot of advertising dollars spent. Two, it's become tradition to play that time. They're not going to try to move it. Um, and they they want these guys healthy. They want the top players on the field. Um, so there's a rest period that is super critical to that. 
And then the third reason is because it's also finals for most students. And these athletes are still students. And it's hard to do both as it is when we're regular semester. But it's even harder to focus on a football game when you are trying to get your finals done. And it's not – and there are schools in, in – by the way, the California schools and the Oregon, Washington, the quarter system schools, their finals are like January, the end of January. So it doesn't interfere with the season. And the last thing that college football needs on its hand are guys having issues with finals because they decided they wanted to try to get a season. And so I think they would leave that gap time period anyway. Now, they could push the the national championship game back till the end of January. Um, that would allow also for possible Pac-12 return. I don't know that they would do that. It's very possible. I, I actually don't know. There's been no talk that I've heard on that. For now, I haven't even heard it being moved at all. Um, I, I'm not even sure they're going to play it. So the ultimate, you know, well, why would they even play this to all together? Because, you know, you, these teams aren't traveling for a reason. And they wouldn't be fans there, at least in, in some places. Um, so I don't even know if it'll happen to begin with. But for now... Uh, they're on the schedule. Even in states like California, they they're for now planning on playing. They've they've canceled the ro- the parade of the roses, but they haven't canceled the game yet. So I don't know totally what the deal is. Um, I don't. I I think what happens with the season will depend on uh, ultimately the Pac-12. So now let me move into the Pac-12. Two weeks ago, or a week, I guess ten days ago, maybe. Uh, I did an episode where I talked about Larry Scott, who was on College Game Day at the time, talking about the Pac-12. And one of the things that I I glossed over at the time was the state of California's role in this. Now, the Pac-12 is 12 schools. And of those 12 schools, four of them are in the state of California. And at the time, Oregon and Washington, um, I think at least Oregon, and Washington may have been included in this, were not allowing athletes. So those three states... And if you count those three states together, and I'm not sure about Washington, but if you count California and Oregon, that's half the conference. And if you had Washington, that's over half the conference. So, you know, if over half the conference says you can't play, you're not going to play. But it's also hard because there's three different groups you would have to be dealing with. But that's not totally the situation we're in now, apparently. It's now come down to California, who has allowed professional football to happen. The Rams played at home on Sunday, but has not allowed... For, by the way, the Niners did also, but they've not allowed for college football to start up. And until they do, the Pac-12 can't. Now, Arizona's already in, and I'm assuming Utah's already in. Um, once they get their people back from furlough, the University of Utah, that is. But for now, um, they're all kind of waiting on California. And again, if the conference isn't that interested in playing, which, to be honest, I'm not sure the Pac-12 has been, uh, the stuff with myocarditis is real, and the Pac-12, I think, is really afraid of getting in trouble with it. Um, again, it hasn't been that big of a deal. California doesn't want to play, but the conference doesn't either. Uh, Larry Scott talked a lot about different stuff they were looking at but to, to get ready to play, um, including testing capabilities from a lab in San Diego, and, and, and really seemed optimistic. They talked about playing with the Big Ten, possibly. Um, if both would start in the spring, they might do a, a a combined schedule where they would play each other and and be able to travel with these tests. But with the Big Ten announcing they're playing, a lot of pressure has already started to come on the Pac-12, even before the Big Ten announced it. Uh, The Big Ten didn't make their announcement until late Tuesday. But 
the Pac-12 was starting to get pressured early Tuesday and on Monday also, um, specifically the governor of California, Gavin Newsom. Now, Gavin Newsom, to be honest, has a mess on his hands. Uh, there, you can you can fall however you want on the side of politics, but any way you cut it up, he has a mess. Right now, he has a really bad wildfire situation, as does the entire West Coast, by the way, um, up and down. He has a really bad wildfire situation that he can't get control of. Um, he is needing to deal with state and federal resources to deal with that, to try to slow these fires. Um, the entire city of San Francisco was, was orange last week. Uh, there was talk of canceling professional games. I believe there was one canceled uh, yesterday because of it, actually. He's got COVID as a problem still. And and, and as I'm learning here at U of A, you know, and, and I, we already knew this, but when people don't listen, the virus spreads. So not including the environment of, of athletes, just everyday life, this is already a problem. And I don't know if he will be swayed by people. Again, without college football, he's got a mess on his hands, and he's and he's going to have to deal with some of that first. But to the extent that he can, specifically schools like USC are really trying to put pressure on him. Now, why would that pressure not be as successful um, as it would be in the Big Ten? Now, to be honest, I don't know where Larry Scott falls into this, and that's kind of a question mark, but it's hard to believe if everybody's on board that he says no. Well, what's a little bit different? Well, for one thing, the money is different. And this is why the Pac-12, part of the reason the Pac-12 canceled to begin with and wasn't willing to overlook the myocarditis because all these schools are seemingly doing it. But in other schools, specifically I'll use the SEC, the money's almost worth it to them. I mean, there's hundreds of millions of dollars that go through the hands of different people. And, uh, and not just like, you know, corporations, but individual small businesses, town governments, uh, taxes. I mean, there's a lot of money on the line. And the Big Ten has a lot of that. I mean, entire economies rely on, on athletics. Um, you know, think of schools like Michigan and Ohio State, where they're, they're, they're towns that have become cities that started as college towns. And they have been hurting. When the, from this, but the Pac-12 is a little bit different because it doesn't have the money. It doesn't make the money. Its schools are in much larger towns, and the money. The reason the money isn't a factor in this is because the commissioner has been bad with it, with getting it, with distributing it, with doing stuff around money. He's been bad all around. And while money is is probably a big factor in terms of schools bringing in revenue, which they don't. A lot of this is also the the public pressure around these towns. And when you have two schools located in Los Angeles, two schools located in the San Francisco Bay Area, you have one school in Phoenix, one school in Seattle, one school in Tucson, and one not that far from Denver, and and one in Salt Lake, there just isn't the need for stimulation. It makes the town. Um, Tuscaloosa is made by the University of Alabama. Los Angeles is not made by USC and UCLA. Do you see the difference? So that kind of pressure doesn't exist, and that has made the Pac-12 skate a little bit easier. Now, as professional athletes and former college athletes and people start pushing behind USC, who, by the way, is the school with probably the most money on the line, um, both for what it brings in for the university and for um, for how much money you know revolves kind of around it 
it's hard to see with with Los Angeles around with Los Angeles is the city that it's in, but there's a lot of money around USC merchandising. Um, you know, there is deal. There are there's money going to play former players and stuff like that. So USC has a lot. Oregon maybe also has a lot of money on the line in terms of what it brings in and what it does for the area around it. But with just those schools pushing, it's a little bit hard. And if it relies on the state of California to be the only ones left, then you might have a situation where, you know, you're not you're just not getting the pressure. So we'll see. Now the reason that I think the Pac-12 will come back anytime soon is because while they don't make money and it doesn't matter in football, basketball is a different story. When you start getting into basketball, you start getting into the legacy of the Pac-12, where they where their bread and butter is. The Pac-12, the way it likes to be at least, both California schools are good. Both Arizona schools are pretty good. U of A much better than ASU. Oregon's a top 10 team. You could end up at Washington's usually a top 25 if they can be there, if they can hold on. You're in the situation where you have, you know, eight schools uh, um, fighting for rankings for the tournament. You have lots of money. Lots of endorsement deals, you know, money from ESPN and, and CBS and ABC and a lot of money coming in and, and money they need desperately. And unlike football, they've looked at coming back. And about the earliest that I've seen they could come back is probably the end of November. Now, normally you might say, well, that's when they start anyway. The first games are, you know, the first major games are, are the, the Thanksgiving tournaments, which is the end of November. Well, that's when, you know, there, there is some training camp needed. So they probably they won't play those Thanksgiving games. They also can't travel. But there there might be some games to be played in, you know, late December, mid-December. They might be able to play some of those Christmas break games. Travel will be kind of hard. But if they can figure it out with football, you know, they can, they can do it with basketball. It's a lot smaller of a traveling party. With basketball, you maybe only need 20 people to travel. Um, with football, you may need 100 people to travel. So a lot easier to move around, but really an interesting proposition because if you want to bring football back or basketball back, you need to bring football back. You can't have basketball in December and not play football until January. So that's the biggest of all of these is the desire to play basketball. Ironically, it always comes back to the money. Anyway, I will see you tomorrow for a Thursday episode, hopefully, by the way, hopefully. See you tomorrow for a Thursday episode of the World of Sports Podcast Radio Show. For an episode edition, thank you for listening.